Hello, this is Danny and Alex, and we're here for the Halloween special of The Daily Weird. Woo, I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to sharing with you all about orchids and hot peppers and skeleton, um, scary plants and weird botany and all kinds of fun stuff. All right, so we're going to start out uh, talking about plants. And then uh, my segment will be the history and fun facts about Halloween. So uh, go uh, ahead, Alex. Okay. There's a pepper that can actually put you in the hospital. It's called the Trinidad Mucca Scorpion Pepper. That's one variety. And then the Trinidad and then um, the Carolina Reaper. Both have a Scottoville unit. Scottoville units, for those who don't know, are a range of heat. From lowest to highest, lowest would be your green bell peppers, highest would be these ones. They are so hot that if you eat one, you'll literally have to go into the urgent care because they're just so overwhelmingly painful to eat. They burn up your mouth and close up your throat and irritate the mucous membranes. And Yeah, you really don't want to eat Carolina Reaper or Trinidad Mucus Scorpion peppers. Wow. Yeah, I thought it might they, be they, fun. They to... even sound scary, you know, just... You yeah, know, they're the bright scorpion, red, you know, they're curved like, like yeah. a horn, they look really creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll see if I can post a, a link to a photo of one of those uh, peppers on the Yeah, they're kind of scary. Yeah. Another scary plant is um, the orchid. Now, it doesn't sound scary, but there are... There was a time in our history where people would give their lives for these orchids. They would go, in the Victorian ages, they would go to far off lands, cut down trees, plunder whole orchid trees, and for, for what? Most of those orchids died, and most of the people died too in really horrible ways. Some of them got harpooned by um, primitive hunter-gatherer tribes, some of them were eaten by wild animals. Some of them died by diseases, or fell off cliffs, or died from fevers. It was a really scary time yeah. to be a botanical explorer, and to be a plant hunter. Like what the Kew Gardens used to do. Kew Gardens used to send out people to hunt for plants. And there still are plant hunters if you know where to look. Like Baker Creek, which is an heirloom seed company that I love, they actually have... Um, a plant hunter who goes, I think his name is uh, Joseph, Joseph Simcox, and his son, Simcox something, his name is Simcox, last name. Yeah. He, um, he does a lot of plant exploration and brings rare seeds from around the world, and he, uh, pretty interesting. I tried to reach out to him, but I was kind of, my excitement got so much that... I seemed kind of rude to him, and I didn't mean to, and it just kind of fell through, and yeah, I never was able to form a good connection with them. But anyway, scary plants. There is a plant, as you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, poison ivy, leaves of three, let them be. But did you also know that there is a tree-like poison ivy that grows in Madagascar? It's got spiny branches. Forget Ooh. the name, but it's got spiny branches, and just to brush up against it will give you, like... Hives or wounds. Oof. I heard about it on TV. Um, another one that's really cool or scary is the little apple of death or the Hanzanero tree. 
the world's most poisonous tree, to burn the sap, the wood would asphyxiate you or kill you outright, to eat the fruit would kill you, to stand under the tree while it rains gives you boils and blisters and things like that. Really not a tree you want to mess around with, not a tree you want to do that at all with. And where would you find these trees? South America. South America. Yep. Wow. Okay. Primitive South America. They do grow in Mexico and other areas. They plant them for amusement. And there was actually a wicked plant um, contest. Remember that, Kyle? Yes. The wicked plant contest? We found out that cashews were related to poison ivy. Wow. Yeah, they were actually related to poison ivy and potatoes. And all that have dark side too. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, another one. Oh, dragon's blood tree. That grows in Madagascar and it has red sap. So if you slash it with a machete, it'll bleed human-like blood. And it's a member of the Yucca family. It only grows on an island in Madagascar. Hmm. Dragon tree. Dragon tree. Any scary plants you know of? Uh, let's see. Except that old pumpkin when it gets mold. There's bad Virginia creeper. Um, when I was living in Virginia, they have these Are you vines. sure you don't mean kutsu? Maybe. Kutsu was the vine that ate the south. Good choice. That's a scary plant. It looks like it has maple-like leaves. It doesn't yep. have Virginia creeper-like leaves. But it literally creeps everywhere and invades. Yeah. It's literally the vine that ate the south. It was brought over in the 1830s for erosion control and for uh, people's amusement. They planted hundreds and hundreds of them. And now they just can't get rid of the shit. Yeah. It's everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, it's just takes over and it costs the U.S. over five billion a year to take care of and it's just crazy. Yeah. Now we have a vine that will never quit and it will grow a foot a day under ideal conditions. Another yeah. scary plant, this reminds me of plants that were brought over, plants that do not belong here, like purple loosestrife, garlic mustard, buckthorn, oriental bittersweet, that's a scary one. Purple loosestrife is another scary one. Um, Virginia creeper is native, actually, but it looks like there's another one called gill over the ground that's not. It's creeping Charlie. That stuff that's stuff that takes Yeah, creeping Charlie, yeah. That's yeah, a, that's actually brought over by the Anglo-Saxons in the 17-1600s to make cups. Oh, wow. It actually makes a good tea if you brew the leaves, too. I did not know that, actually. Yeah, Creeping yeah. Charlie actually makes a pretty good tea if you dry the leaves up. Nice. But, um, yeah, the whole world is full of plants that are creepy. I mean, yeah. I could go on and on about it. Um, uh, we did mention two of them in our last podcast. There was the Dracula orchid. Yeah, the Dracula orchid. And then the bat, what is it? The bat flower. Bat Taka flower. and Chanta. Yeah. So the bat flower and the Dracula orchid are Halloween-like um, plants. Plants that uh, are really weird looking. So yeah. um, I posted the links on. And there's another the plant so. that actually has a name called the Devil's Backbone. Ooh. It's a succulent, and I just found out about it when I was at working at the floral shop. They have this plant; it's up to five feet in height, oh, wow. and it looks like a spine. It's called devil's spine. It's not—I don't think it's 
poison to touch, otherwise it probably wouldn't sell in the floral shop, but it is yes. an interesting plant. It looks interesting. Nice. Wow. Um, it's a And what is it called again? Devil's Backbone. Devil's Spine. Devil's Spine. Ooh. It's a Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can get a picture of that one, too. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to listen to this podcast before I post it to mark all the ones of the pictures we need. Um, and then uh, we will get those pictures on the description so you can click the link. Um, either that or you could copy and paste the link. I don't know if it will be clickable on some media outlets. But um, yes, if you want, uh, copy and paste the link into a browser and you'll be able to see those pictures. How um, about... Fungus. Fungus can be really scary. Yeah, like there's a yeah. Cryptotherium parasitica fungus that wiped out the American chestnut, the largest deciduous tree in the east. Wow. It could be over 21 feet across, trunk wide, and it could grow to be over 100 feet tall, maybe even 200 feet tall under ideal conditions and make 300 pounds of nuts in a year. That was for naught. Once the fungus was imported in the early 1900s, the tree died out within 50 years, and now most of the trees are not old enough to make nuts, or they're just stump sprouts that are doomed and to get the fungus again. And the fungus hosts an oak and other trees as well. Oh, wow. So it'll always be in the environment. Cryptotherium parasitica will always be in our environment, thanks to those imports. Oh, jeez. I know, right? Why? Why? We lost an iconic tree. I mean, this tree could grow to be gigantic. I mean, I don't think there's anything in our life that we've ever seen of this. And uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Alex because he yeah. actually wrote a poem on the chestnut. Um, I'll see if I can... Uh... I have the poem memories. I can actually say oh, it. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Say it. Lords of the forest, towered ever high, keep on expanding to link earth and sky. In 1904, a fungus came. It was with regret and our deepest shame. The newly imported chestnuts would bring forth a blight. The ending of an era was wrong, not right. Botanists and tree surgeons tried and tried. America could only watch as their chestnuts died. One by one and anchor by anchor, it was worse than Dutch elm or butternut canker. Lords of the forest towered ever high. Keep on expanding to link earth and sky. The humans gave up. They had not a chance. Saving the American chestnut was a fleeting romance. They sawed the last giants into the past to save lumber and curb its obsession and what led to the Great Depression. But to this day we have something, a little bit of hope. Crossing and cloning is how we will cope. Then one day a hybrid will rise. Though it can never replace what the fungus took away, hope is always with us. It is here to stay. And that basically tells, in a fable-like way, the story of the fall of the chestnut. Nice. Um, another plant that's really scary that was brought over is buckthorn. I don't know if you guys have heard my buckthorn poem, but I could go take yeah, it away from it too. Okay. We got time. All right. At first it was wanted. It came from a distant land. Grew well, looked well, we failed to understand. The go-to shrub for all types and seasons. We had as above stated our silly little reasons. 
Never mind his messy, toxic berries, said 1830s nurseryman. It'll stay in your yard. Yeah, buckthorn was the answer. It spread like cancer. Birds ate the berries, spreading seed far and wide, a reminder of our sin to those who abide. The other native shrubs stood not a chance. Theirs was deaf and dying, a fleeting romance. Forever volunteers shall pull buckthorn out, and when they're all done, the millions shall sprout. Now, for those who don't know, buckthorn is a common understory shrub that has made, that has scallop-like leaves that look like um, a spoon, and it has black berries and spines, and it grows and has orange wood underneath the bark, and it grows anywhere, everywhere. And wow. it'll choke out hedge grows, it'll choke out... Nice. Better pause it, they'll come. Alright, sorry for that. Um, where were we? Okay, the the buckthorn. Buckthorn has black roots that poison the soil and degrade wildlife habitat. Its berries can give birds cancer, which is really scary. Yeah. It is typically a Halloween plant. It's basically a scary plant that was brought over here for ornamental reasons from 1830 to 1930. Wow. And now we have it everywhere that there is uncultivated land where it just spreads. That's scary. So, yeah. what's a scary plant to you? Have you ever had a plant experience that's scary? You know that there's such a plant as giant hogweed. That'll make you break out in blisters and rashes, but it's found further south, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any... Trying to think of a plant that is, I mean, it's not scary, but I've always have been perplexed, perplexed how a beautiful rose could have so many thorns. And it's like, oh, yeah, every you rose see, has you, its thorns. Yeah, every rose has its thorns. It, uh, well, actually, that's not really true anymore. People breed roses to not have thorns, or they breed them to have excessive thorns. So it really depends on the breed of rose yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, and it's just, such a it's thing really, roses. yeah, it's such a beautiful flower that has, you know, it's protective sharp thing with, with uh, thorns and everything. There it's are just, roses yeah. that have really sharp thorns. I don't know yeah. if you guys can see a picture of it, but I'll find one in here that's got really wild thorns. Yeah. Winged rose somewhere in here. look it up. This this is one called Devil's Thorn. Honey Locust, Morning Dragon. Here we go. Wing Thorn Rose. Ooh. That's got rose thorns like you wouldn't believe. Wing Thorn Rose. Wing Thorn Rose. Yeah. And I think it grows outdoors in full sun. Zone six tonight, so we're a little bit cold for it. I don't know if it would really grow here. Yeah, I think I've seen those down further south. Devil's thorn. Yeah. This is an interesting plant. It has thorns like you wouldn't believe. Ooh. Wow. Devil's thorn, yeah. Devil's thorn looks. Yeah, again, guys, I'm going to listen to this podcast and write down all these uh, plants so that. I can see if I can get some links uh, into the. Uh, the scientific name of Devil's Thorn is Stolanium 
Paranthrium. Paranthrium. Pyracanthum. Yeah, something. Pyracanthum. Yeah. And it says if you like Devil's one, you might also be well to in one of his relatives in South American Tundra. Canthum. Yeah. Ooh, it has similarly intimidating array of leaf spines, this time purple, and another deliciously evil name, Bed of Nails. Wow. These are Dracula orchids and Burr's Tony Yeah, that's the Dracula orchid, yeah. This is a really cool book. I like bizarre botanicals. It's right up my alley. It talks about lots of bizarre plants. There's a spider orchid. Medusa orchid. Remember I was telling you about that? Yeah, place? the Medusa, yeah. That's yeah. what it looks like. It's in the Bulbopidium family. Wow. Nice. Yep. Alright guys, so we're at the 17 minute mark. We're going to switch over to Halloween History. History, History Project! Right now. So um, I have to unlock my phone, which is... I know that Halloween has, it talks a lot about like witchcraft yep, or yeah. Satanism. So the history of Halloween goes all the way back to pagan festivals called Samhan. 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 The word Halloween comes from All Hallows Eve. I know about that. And means Halloween. hallowed evening. Me Hundreds too. of years ago, people dressed up as saints and went door to door. Which is the origin of Halloween costumes and trick-or-treating. Just So. I thought it was the one night when the dead could come back to the life. To the uh, world. Pretty much. Uh, it's Believed uh, that this is the one night when the dead can come back to the living. The I word, know that Mexicans have a, a holiday yeah, they, called they Day have, of the Dead. Yeah, the Day of the Dead. Yeah. Where they believe that. That yeah. they have like one night or two nights. Where they can mingle with, the, mingle with their the dead. Days. Yeah. The word itself um, literally means hollowed evening and was previously known to early European settlers or celebrators as All Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eve, October 31st, and All Saints Day, November 1st. Both paid homage to saints, hollows saints. Uh, the name was eventually shortened to Halloween, which we now we now we know and love to this day. The pagan and Christian occasion hadn't always been back to back, though. Up until the seventh century C.E., All Hallows Eve fell actually on May thirteenth. Perhaps it's an attempt to offset the occasion with a religious celebration. Pope Boniface uh, IV ultimately made the call to change the observance to its current November 1st date. Wait, um, Halloween's on October 31st, not November. No, diver that's sort of the Saints' Day, All Saints' oh, Day. Oh, Yeah, they're okay. talking about All Saints' November. Day. So why do we celebrate Halloween on October 1st? Or October 31st. Halloween falls on October 31st because the ancient Gaelic festival of Samhain. Samhain, that's the name, the Druidic. Samhain, considered the earliest known root of Halloween, occurred on this day. It marks a pivotal time of which, of year which seasons change, but more importantly, observers also believe the boundary between this world 
and the next became especially thin at this time, enabling them to connect with the dead. This belief is shared by some other cultures and similar ideas as mentioned around the Jewish holidays of Yom Kippur, which also typically occurs in October and involves saying prayers for the dead. This is also where Halloween gains its haunting connotations. Mm, that's interesting. So, yeah. So then the last part of it is the history of Halloween activities. The early pagan history of Samhan involved a lot of ritualistic ceremonies to connect to spirits, as the Celts were polytheistics. Poly, polytheistics? Polytheistic? I can't pronounce that word. Sorry. That's okay. While there isn't a lot of detail known about the celebration, many believe the Celts celebrated in costume. Granted, they were likely as simple as animal hides, as a disguise against ghosts, enjoying special feasts and making lanterns by hollowing out gourds, hence the history of jack-o'-lanterns. Over time, a Christian, as Christianity took over and the pagan undertone of the holiday was lessened, the basic tradition of the holiday remains a part of pop, pop culture every year. They simply, involve, they simply evolved and modernized. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, people would uh, dress up um, on Halloween, which is pretty neat. So, now the interesting facts part. So, I have to go to bookmarks and go to... Where are you? There you are. Alright, so Halloween web. It's uh, Halloween trivia and fun facts. So here's some Halloween trivia for everybody. Orange and black are Halloween colors because orange is associated with the fall harvest. And black is associated with darkness and death. The next fact is jack-o'-lanterns originated in Ireland where people placed candy and hollowed out turnips to keep away spirits and ghosts on the Samhain holiday. Pumpkins also came in white, blue, and green. Great for unique monster carvings. Halloween was bought to North America by immigrants from Europe who would celebrate and har the harvest around a bonfire, share ghost stories, sing, dance, and tell fortunes. Tootsie Rolls were the first wrapped penny candy in America. The ancient Celts thought that spirits and ghosts roamed the countryside on Halloween night. They, became, they began wearing masks and costumes to avoid being recognized as humans. Halloween candy sales average about $2 billion annually in the United States. Chocolate candy bar tops the list as the most popular candy for trick-or-treaters with Snickers number one. Halloween and the second most commercially successful holiday, with Christmas being the first. Bobbing for apples is 
thought to have originated from the Roman harvest festival that honors Pomora, Pom Pomona, the goddess of fruit trees. Black cats were once believed to be witches' familiars who protect their powers. The fear of Halloween is known as Samhanophobia. All right, so here's some uh, folklore, monster trivia and folklore. Signs of werewolves are a unibrow, hair, pal hair, hair palms, tattoos, and a long middle finger. Vampires are mythical beings who defy death by sucking the blood of humans. In 1962, the Count Dracula Society was founded by Dr. Donald A. Reed. To this day, there are vampire clubs and societies with people claiming to be real vampires. Mm, they really are so-called vampire bats, but they're not from Transylvania. They live in Central and South America and feed on the blood of cattle, horses, and birds. Mm. Many people still believe that gargoyles were created by medieval architects and stone carvers to ward off evil spirits. Interesting. Alright, so the last segment here is Halloween movie details. Halloween was made in only 21 days in 1978 on a very limited budget. Mm. The movie was shot in the spring and used fake autumn leaves. The mask used by, by Michael Myers in the movie Halloween was actually William Shatner's mask painted white. The character Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, was named after John Carpenter's first girlfriend. Mm. While the setting of the story is in Illinois, the vehicle have California license plates. And Halloween is on October 31st, the last day of the Celtic calendar. It was originally a pagan holiday honoring the dead. Halloween was referred to as All Hallows Eve and dates back to over 2,000 years ago. So I'm going to do a little bonus here for creepy, creepy tidbits. If you see a spider on Halloween, it is the spirit of a loved one on watching over you. That's neat. Worldwide bats, worldwide bats are vital nature's enemy of night flying insects. So, I know that. Bats eat all their own oh, body yeah. weight mosquitoes every night. Yeah. The common little brown bat of North America has the longest lifespan of mammals its size with the lifespan averaging 32 years. Wow. Yeah. And about one in four autopsies, a major disease is discovered that was previously undetected. Interesting. The Ouija board ended up outselling the game of Monopoly in its first full year at Salem. Over two million copies of the Ouija board were shipped. Wow. So there you go, guys. Some interesting Halloween facts and history. So we're going to wind it down. Um, Alex, thank you for doing the podcast. You're welcome. 
Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. And everybody enjoy their trick-or-treating if you're young. And, and eating candy. Eating candy. Yeah. All right.